You're listening to Broken Palisades, a Prime by Cortex miniseries. This show features adult language and depictions of violence. We hope you enjoy the show. Where we last left off, Maze, Ronnie, and Michelle all struck out to look for a certain thief. And this is the weirdest circle of friends that we could possibly have when we consider that y'all were hiring one another to steal or track down one another previously. Uh, in any case, it's a car you woke up on like a plot of land in some sort of campsites with the familiar faces of Fasir and Doog, who are people that you at least used to do some sort of work with in the past. Uh, and they seem to blame you for some sort of fallout that has occurred. Whether or not that's true or not, that remains to be seen. But your leg is healed uh, through alchemical cast that essentially its whole job is to heal you in a number of hours that it would t- normally take per week for a broken leg to heal. And as a result, you just kind of temporarily have this frog leg. I should point out, it doesn't literally have like the springiness of a frog leg. It just looks like a human frog leg, weird hybrid thing. And with that said, uh, where we specifically last left off was uh, Maze, Ronnie, and Michelle came across uh, what seems to be a campsite uh, like a good 50 yards away. Uh, There's a bunch of water separating y'all, which you can make it over there, just not in a straight shot. But before you could, on both sides of the fence here with Zakar scene and the three of y'all scene, these tentacled leech creatures came out of the waters and uh, looks like they're trying to aggressively attack. So we're going to kick this off with uh, Zakar, who is now like sprung up onto his feet and is confronted with three of these creatures that are like again these are like black gray slimy tentacles whose tips then open up into like this sort of like tripod mouth uh, which is not filled with nothing but teeth the gullet of such a creature looks like it's just teeth going forward from there so with that said it's a car what do you do i don't think we're gonna do uh action order for this i think we're just gonna sell this in contests okay that's cool yeah i think i'm just gonna sort of take a lunge at the leech in front of me and try to stab it with my trusty dagger, Stabby. Okay. Yeah, so I got a total of 15. 15 and a hitch, uh, which I'm going to buy. The Doom Pool did reset to uh, 2d8s, so this is going to add a third d8. Uh, 15, and what's your effect die? Actually, you know what? Can I say uh, 14 and I'll make the d10 my effect die? 14? All right. Yeah, sure. All right. These serpent leech creatures uh, lash out at you. You uh, kind of parry and lunge in for the stab. This is an eight on their part with an opportunity. You say you got 14. Yeah, so with a 14, that's actually going to be a heroic success. You're going to get a d10 uh, hero die. Why don't you go ahead and describe your success here? I think I uh, take the lunge and, you know, it's trying to strike at me too. I think I sort of like get it. Like I get like my hand like into its like mouth tentacle thing and just sort of like stab upward. So I sort of like get it on the inside of its mouth and sort of like try to like tear into it with stabby. Awesome. And it's a good thing you went for that D10 effect die because this isn't just three separate tentacles. And this isn't just some GMC. This is a boss. You've just knocked out one of his dice, cutting through some of these tentacles. The 
earth below you begins to rumble. It basically starts to raise up. From your perspective, Zakar, the horizon seems to just be dipping uh, below, and you're up another a familiar 10, 20 feet now into the air. We cut over to Ronnie, uh, Michelle, and Maze. Now, Michelle, I think we kind of open up where, like, presumably you've already, like, lunged forward and stabbed this single leech tentacle thing, and that's great. A moment later, in the distance, that campsite that you see, that pile of land raises up. We see a giant black, dark blue, and gray creature that is vaguely the shape of like a turtle where the land itself is its shell. And rather than like otherwise being like the sort of reptilian creature, it just seems to be this mass of tentacles that leave out from the exposed hole of this plot of land uh, with only a single like solid head uh, which is made up of several like eyes that are basically attuned to be like underwater so they're i guess they're kind of like fish eyes that is all about this otherwise bulbous head of it this raises the land up a good 20 feet what do any of the three of you do is this the thing that's hunting you maze I don't know. I run away from them all. <laughs> I mean, this this is not normal. Well, nothing Jesus. about today was normal. This this might have to do with what was in the water. Uh, I mean, I, I've been in water before, and I've dealt with leeches. This thing... Oh, screw it. I'm just going to stab it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you trying to stab into, like, the main frame of his body? Because that's, like, a good 50 yards away from you. But somehow the tentacles seem to stretch farther than 50 feet, obviously. I'm going to try to cut off the nearest tentacle to try to tell the creature to back off. There are, like, um, some more of those tentacles coming up. And rather than, like, seeming like it's one single, like, leech per tentacle, they pop out of the water. And I think there's, like, a dozen of them that pop out of the water. Uh, but then twist around each other to then form, like, what seems to be a single tentacle. And that's the thing that you can stab at, yeah. I don't know if I even want to touch this thing, but all right, let's do it. Yeah, so, but f- before you do, let's, uh, let me get a pulse of what Ronnie and Maze are also trying to do. What are either of you doing? Are you waiting to see how Michelle manages this, or are you pitching in? Um, I think with the uh, sort of their surroundings, Maze is worried about the terrain, so she wants to sort of try to freeze the water to impede the leech, but also to make them have more ground to move on and to fight on. Okay. And Ronnie? I think Ronnie is just stabbing at whatever is closest to her. That would be that same like shared tentacle. So I think what this is going to be is um, let's open up with Maze actually rolling. Maze, you're going to test create an asset. Uh, basically, that is to say you don't have to spend a plot point to create an asset. You, we're just going to have you roll for it. And whatever your effect die is will be the size of that asset. Uh, your difficulty is eight for this. So this is distance magic. So that's a d6. Uh, well, arguably, um, you're kind of like transforming something, right? Yeah. I mean, I would argue that this could be like a... I would argue that something like this is more of a clash or a prepare role. Okay. I'm inclined to say prepare because you're not directly clashing with it. You're just preparing, quote unquote, uh, the waters to like hinder it. Because uh, our prepares are basically our catch-all like crafting role, as it were. Okay. Yeah. That is... A 13 with a D10 effect die. Yeah, name that asset. 
So I think it's going to be sturdy ground so they don't have to worry about falling into the water or sinking into the, the swamp. Okay. And this will uh, go into Michelle's pool. Ronnie, I assume you just kind of had the same, like, same intentions as Michelle. You're just trying to kill this thing, or are you trying to make it easier for Michelle to kill? She's going with her first instinct, which is, this is a danger to me, and I will murder it quickly. I think the two of you are just going to have a single role shared between one another. So choose who's leading this role. And the other person is going to just give their uh, appropriate skill die for it, which is going to be Clash. Michelle would definitely be leading it. Ronnie would let her. So that should be a D10 and a D12 that's going to get added into your pool, Michelle. D10 from the asset. And then I believe Ronnie has like a D12 Clash, right? So you get a D12 from Ronnie. Uh, So Michelle, uh, just go ahead and put down a pool. Um, this is going to be a clash check for you and then whatever other dice you want to throw into that pool. She has a D12 clash die. Yes. She's very powerful. And tiny. Oh, wow. I never saw that. Okay, so. I just upgraded it. And uh, I should reiterate, this is a high stakes scene. So not every single failure is going to necessarily take you out. And remember, not every like being taken out doesn't necessarily mean you die. Uh, but yeah, just want to just put that out there. Uh, but okay, uh, what's your total in effect here? 18 total D6 effect, and I rolled a 1 on the D12, actually. Yep, and I'm going to buy that. So let me add that to... I get the plot point, I imagine, from that one. It doesn't go to Ronnie because it was her dice? No, yeah, it goes to you. Your leading contest. Um, I think they're going to try to beat this. So 18 with the D6 effect. Got it. And I'm actually going to turn around and spend, spend that D12 from the Doom Pool to add to this. Say, otherwise don't normally have that. Yeah, that's a big get. 15. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And you have an 18. And I have dice in my Doom Pool. I'm going to spend a D8 from my Doom Pool to add another die. So let's see, this is now 21 with the D12 effect. What would you like to do, Michelle? Uh, what, what, do I have options? Um, I do have a plot point, I guess. Let me see if that even gives me anything. Can't even use the plot point because I'm out of dice in that roll. I guess, uh, is, is there anything... Uh, is it okay if I ask what I what options I do have? If I did have options? Yeah, since this is a contest, um, you either you have two options specifically. You can either pick up dice again, and it doesn't have to be the exact same dice pool. It should be all in service of your originally stated goal mm-hmm. and try to roll and beat the 21. If you fail this time around, you'll either get taken out or take uh, complication. But if you win, uh, then they have a chance to roll again if they want to or give in, etc. Um, alternatively, uh, let's talk about given. If you give in uh, during contests, you take a plot point, you define your failure, and you can't immediately start a new contest. You have to, we have to basically let the scene breathe, as it were, uh, which is as high stakes. So this is likely going to resolve in you getting taken out. Uh, but keep in mind, if you do lose a role where like the f- where failure is being taken out, you can spend a plot point to just take a complication instead and remain in the scene. What do you guys think? I looked over the dice I have, and I'm thinking my best option might actually be to go out on my own terms. What do you guys think? Because I don't think I can beat this, and uh, I think the implication is it's likely that I'm going to get uh, really wrecked by this roll. Yeah, 22 is is very high to beat, 
but if you have an idea narratively to be sort of taken out, I think that would be Oh, yeah, I have an idea. My idea would be that uh, she goes to strike, one of the other tentacle grabs her and pulls her underwater, but she's not actually dead. She's basically struggling underwater, and when this is all said and done, she either escapes off screen if you guys run away, or, uh, you know, she'll just float to the top when the creature's slain. But she's seemingly dead. Oh, yeah, I mean, that kind of works. I mean, it'd be like when they split the scene in the show and I'm underwater fighting and everyone else is still up there and they think I'm dead, it creates some narrative tension, but the audience knows. Yeah, that works for me. I think that's what I'm going to do because I don't think I can win this role even with that. Which, by the way, thanks for the D12, Ronnie. But I don't think I can win even with that. (laughs) Well, I mean, it didn't help, but I'm just saying thanks for the assist. But yeah, I don't think we can win this. Statistically speaking, unless I have another plot point, I can't win that one. So I'm going to concede. Okay. So knock up a um, plot point here. So we're we're going with that. You're getting picked up and then smashed into the water? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think what this looks like then is like we had Maze like create the like frozen ground. And I think I'll go as far as to say like the water in the area in general has enough like uh, has frozen over enough to where, you know, it's all technically just one solid ground. The tentacle lashes out at you. I think, Ronnie, you're coming in. Uh, is this like the one of those moments where you'd be making your sword glow or? Yeah. And. Um... I think it looks real cool because it's like this dank, dark area and all of a sudden it's just like, and it's like glowing blue and has a bunch of like weird symbols in the blade and everything. Uh, So yeah, I think you're running in, you're sliding on your knees going under this tentacle as is lashing out at Michelle and you're cutting through it. Um, So we just have this bright blue and then momentarily like illuminated blood splattering behind you uh, with barely a drop on you. And for a second there, it seems like you and Michelle are going to take out this tentacle uh, until the tentacle actually picks up Michelle and smashes Michelle through the icy layer and is now pinning Michelle there. So so on the surface level of things, it kind of looks like this like fleshy arc and michelle you are now underwater uh we are going to cut back over to zakar zakar what are you doing the you managed to cut a few like leech looking tentacle things and now suddenly your world has been uplifted duke and fasir are both on their feet now Dug has his great axe and is currently fighting off a tentacle that's lashing at him from the other side of this, what we now know to be this like leech tortoise shell type thing, uh, which is just the land itself. And then we have uh, Fasir, bow and arrow in hand, uh, looking around, just shooting like a couple of uh, arrows. Uh, Despite his advanced age, it seems like he hasn't lost his speed. So what are you specifically doing to her? Well, just quick clarification. I'm up because I'm like on top of the shell, not because I'm like being thrown into the air by a tentacle, right? Correct. You're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Alrighty. All right. So yeah, I think I am going to start running across the shell and see if I can find maybe like a weak point. Like if I see like a crack or something that I can sort of dig my dagger into to try to do some damage. Also, would I be hearing or seeing these other people that are fighting this thing? I would say that you do see like a flare, a blue light, to say the least, which is uh, what we know as Ronnie's sword. And I would assume they don't have torch or lantern light on them if they were planning on sneaking up on this uh, campsite. So uh, you do see like this weird blue sword and suddenly much of the water has been frozen over. 
Okay, well then I'm going to run in that direction just to see what's going on there. And if I do see a moment to uh, strike where I think it would be advantageous, then I'm going to do that too. Okay. Uh, keep in mind, this this body is like 20 feet into the air, so oh, true, um, yeah. you can start heading there. Um, are you planning on just like leaping off or trying to like slide across one of these tentacles or i feel like it would look really cool actually if like i sort of like slid down the arc of the shell okay yeah yeah and uh i'm gonna try to like land on my feet obviously and i guess there's ice below that now so i think one tentacle is going to concern itself with you so this is going to be a contest rather than like a simple test i think okay where you're trying to get off in this tentacle is well, I mean, trying to chow down. Uh, so enough. this seems like a move check to me. Yes, I would agree with that. All right, so 14 for me. And a D effect. Got it. Okay, well, let's see. 10 for me, an opportunity on the board. Once you describe your success. And you said you got a 14, right? I did get a 14, yeah, D8 uh, effect. Yeah, so I, I start sliding down the shell, and I'm sort of like going at a pretty high speed, and the tentacle is sort of like lashing out and like coming towards me. And I just sort of like take my dagger and sort of like slash at it and basically fend it off sliding down the shell and then uh, sort of like make it to the ground, I, I think, and hopefully I'm able to keep my balance there. Yeah, once you name that complication... So a DA effect is not enough to knock out a die from this boss, but it is enough to, um, but you're still giving it a complication. How about an injured tentacle? I see. So I had rolled a 10, uh, but I had a D10 effect. So this is going to be a D6 complication. Injured tentacle. Sounds good. I Do it, did I have to buy that? No, you, you just do it for free because you won the thing. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, this is high stakes for you guys, not so much for it. So it's a, it's a big of a bigger fight for you guys than it is for this giant creature. Yeah, you're kind of uh, sliding along um, this sh shell, which is really just mud and gunk and rock and earth and some of the uh, reeds that were on the edge of this. And yeah, you land onto uh, solid ground, some of which is ice for some reason. Uh, and yeah, you begin to, I assume, like head in the direction of your friends. Yeah, I don't think I realized that they're my friends yet, but I'm heading that direction for sure. Ronnie, Maze, you don't quite know this just yet uh, that, you know, Zakar has slid off and you maybe see a silhouette in the distance, but that silhouette is still like 40 yards off and it's dark out here. So you're not quite sure who that is running toward you. Nevertheless, your friend Michelle here is now currently underwater. Uh, what do you, either of you do? Oh my. <laughs> I think Maze seeing ronnie's sword light up she sort of has a flash of insight because she was she hasn't seen that happen before and her whole sort of purpose for taking it was to figure out more about it she wants to like boost ronnie in terms of damage or giving her sort of an extra boost when fighting this thing can she make a roll or add something to help ronnie they're gonna roll to create an asset yeah and then I have talent fervent researcher introduce a detail about an item or place of power that does not contradict our already established details. No more than once per scene. She wants to try to activate something sort of tether the sword more firmly to Ronnie to give her more like access to power, access to its power. If that applies or should I just make a regular asset for her? 
Uh, you can certainly introduce such a detail. Yeah, that, that can imply. It's still probably going to culminate in you rolling an asset. Yeah. This seems to me like you're making a, more of a recall check. Okay. Can I make a suggestion for this? Because of something I thought of that would be cool. Yeah. Sure. What if Maze does some, like, you were saying tethering magic, and then how that would appear is that, like, Ronnie's eyes start glowing blue like the sword, and, like, some of the symbols appear, like, on her skin, like, on her neck, maybe? Ooh, that's cool. That's a cool visual. Um, yeah, I like that. Or now that she sees the symbols light up, she can read them, and that sort of activates the tether. But yeah. we'll, we'll see if it works. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see if this works. <laughs> yeah. This could just be like Maze distracting Ronnie and be like, Ronnie, I, I, re I remember something. <laughs> and yeah. Ronnie's like, can it wait? <laughs> Difficulty is going to be set to a 15. Ooh, so this okay. could be tough. Yeah. Keep in mind, especially you. Well, actually, you've spent quite a few plot points, but you could be spending a plot point too. Well, one, you could just be spending a plot point to just create the asset, but then you would have to spend a second one to hand it off. Yeah. But yeah, you, don't forget, I, I think this falls under the lore and history specialty. Mm -hmm. and so that's a D6 there. I think mm -hmm. she would have her binoculars out to try to see more of the the magic mm -hmm. and the, the symbolism. Yeah, I think pass or fail, I think what the binocular angle kind of looks like is you didn't notice that at first because it was like so bright. Perhaps you adjust your brightness setting on your binoculars. I don't know. She, she flips down the red lens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you now like actually see that there are runes etched into the uh, sword. Um, that's just hard to tell because the sword glows so brightly, both magically and like literally right now. Uh, dang. 11. 11. And even if I... So how does a hero dice work? Do I just add that? So no matter what it rolls, it gets added to your total. You have to spend a plot point to actually roll it, though. Okay. I'm going to do that. Seven. Ooh. So that brings us to a... Your best thing here is 14, 18. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so perfect. Yeah. What was previously described happens. Um, well, actually, Maze, you're the one that remembers how to activate this this function of the sword uh, once you call out to Ronnie and let her know how to do it. Oh, shit. What's a good sort of phrase to activate the sword? Use Anybody? the force. By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be legally distinct <laughs> for the power of Grey Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Oh man. Just what's a thunder? Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> One uh, night only. Sarati. Ronnie. Ronnie. Call the the sword's name. Sarati. Sarati. All right. Yeah. Suddenly, the sword does dim slightly enough to reveal that there are ruins that are etched in there that are also glowing the same color, but have now like turned a darker shade, so it's now like more readable. And yeah, slowly your eyes glow a bright blue. We see these same ruins working its way up your arms and some of your exposed skin. And yeah, you feel stronger. This is going to be a... What's your effect die, Maze? That was like a D8. Yeah, it will have to be a D8. At, well, it doesn't have to be, but that's your best effect die. Well, yeah. Yeah. D8. Yeah. Okay. 
so that's a D8 for you, Ronnie. Ronnie, what would you like to do? Uh, as you now feel like way more powerful than you were moments before. Uh, well, clearly the thing to do now is to stab this big monster. Uh, so... Um, keep in mind, uh, there is like an injured tentacle, and even though this isn't the tentacle, I'm going to say that this bodily injury of this uh, creature factors in. So you get to roll that d6 against this creature. I got 18 then. And it looks like a d10 effect then. Let me go ahead and roll for it. Ooh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to be rolling. And actually, uh, yeah, I'll spend a d8 for my doom pool to add another die to this pool. Well then, uh, yeah, so this is going to be a, sheesh, uh, this is going to be a 10 with a D8 effect. You had an 18. Heroic success. Yeah, so this, that makes it a D12 uh, effect I effectively. Man, it's been a while, I believe, if it's uh, bigger than what was previously there, the complication just becomes that size die. Uh, So we'll work with that. So yeah, let's rename this injured tentacle complication um, because it's becoming a D12 die. And yeah, Ronnie, just name what the complication is and describe your success. This is going to be severed tentacle. <laughs> severed tentacle, okay. I like it. <laughs> One step up, you know? Yeah. So you hack off this tentacle. Uh, what uh, What's the rest of your success look like? I don't know what's going on with Michelle right now. I want to somehow put like me in between whatever could go after her. So you slice through this. I think with your newfound strength, you kind of leap up higher and farther than you're normally able to. So we previously described you as like sliding under this tentacle, cutting into it. You named the sword. It's now like further tethered to you. You start having the uh, eye effects and the glowing runes on your skin. You pivot on your feet. And without thinking about it, you launch yourself up without even a running start up and over the tentacle and just cutting through it the rest of the way as you come down. And that is like higher and farther than you would normally be able to leap, especially without the running start. The tentacle falls over, smashing some ice. Some of the blood is now spraying, it is now raining blood a little bit here. So we got that going on. And yeah, you're positing yourself in the position between Michelle and this creature, which is now like seething. We cut below the uh, water there. And Michelle, you can now make a test to like break your way out and swim to the surface of the water before you lose breath. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, I got to get out of here before I drown, you know. So uh, a test to get up from the water. All right, let me take a... Hmm. Yeah, and you know, this could be clash or move. I feel either are just as important, and I just kind of want to boil this down to one roll. Clash is more like you just physically moving the what was previously constricting you of the remainder of the tentacle, and then swimming up, and move is just you sliding out from that and trying to race up to the surface. So either, either one is apt here. Uh, what, I couldn't use survive. Let's. I mean, it's the same size as clash, but I couldn't use survive because I'm not trying to die. Or is that misunderstanding survive? <laughs> You're misunderstanding survive because that would. Um, we can also do endure too, which is the same size die as well. Um, but when it comes to surviving bodily harm, survive is not the skill for that. It's endure. So whether you were trying to make sure that uh, you weren't drowning, you know, if you were still pinned under the water, that would have been endure check, not survive. 
All right, so I'm using my survival value. I think that's appropriate. I'm using the indoor D10. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm thinking one of the distinctions might also apply, and I can't think. I know we're, uh, you know, I know we've been having a little fun, so maybe not that distinction. But I mean, as a renowned hunter, I feel like I might be able to use that one. But if you don't think that applies, if that's not really a good, no, that's fine. One. I was gonna say, let's just say this isn't your first time being dragged underwater by a tentacle. I wouldn't like to make a habit of it. That's fair. Oh, sorry, I neglected to roll the difficulty, which shouldn't be hard at all. Eleven. And uh, then the D8 is the effect die. Uh, you have a heroic success. So this is going to be a D10 hero die for you. Yeah, I also said the wrong number because I just realized it's 5 plus 8, but it's actually 13. But okay, so hero die. You know, the tentacle comes, uh, comes, goes limp and I'm like, okay, I can get out of this. So I start just swimming up as quickly as I can. I'm not really like a swim hunter. You know, normally like more of a let's hunt things in a world where, you know, man has evolved to deal with and let's not hunt in the murky dark waters full of sharks and whatever the hell Maybe not sharks sharks aren't really in this kind of environment are they but i uh, you know i rush through and i'm like let me get the f- get trying to get the fuck out of here and uh, we can curse and i when i breach for air i take a huge deep like just breath because i've been underwater for a good hot minute and just try to you know first thing i throw my spear on i pull myself up and i go <sighs> So which one of you, by the way, was it a, was that a magic spell or just a sword? Because whichever one owes me less money now. Oh, it was me then. Oh, really? Good. While you're having that conversation, the creature in the background, because the main body of this creature is still like 50 yards from the three of you, lets out a weird like vibrating. It's more of a squeal, really, because it doesn't have like a proper mouth. And it's just like it starts with one loud like squeal and then becomes like this cacophony because of all these tentacles with their own individual mouths also squealing into the air. The land begins to like recede into the marsh water here. And the creature is it's like slowly moving under the water away from this entire mess. And it's at this point we can actually see uh, Zakar having caught up. So, anyone else not going to be able to sleep tonight? I don't know, probably not sleeping for a week. Zakara sort of rushes up and uh, sees Maze and said, Oh, good. Uh, I, I can get the other half of my payment now. We, we came to find you. What the... F- she looks at his leg. What? <laughs> Long story. Don't even bother with the payment. They really screw people. Did the swamp do that? Are we all going to get frog legs now? She looks very worried. Uh, no, I, I think you're safe. Just don't break any limbs. Oh, cool. You have escargot legs. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the name for frog legs in French. Just frog legs, right? <laughs> I'm sure that they don't call it frog legs in French, though. But where'd you get frog legs? Yeah, apparently it's some new treatment. I don't know. A lot's happened since I left town. I, I bet. Oh, hey, you're, you're the one that was uh, trying to follow me through the marsh, right? <laughs> Give you a slip. Oh, okay. You were the one. All right. Yeah, never got a yeah, little a uh, little out of it. Um, been underwater for like the last five minutes. I think I'm gonna go lay down. Oh, did you uh, run into any swamp sharks? Still, isn't that thing still alive behind us? Yeah. Did it rear up and go away, or was it rearing up for a final like swipe? 
It's it's going away. Okay. No, it only has one remaining like boss die left, and I just decided that it's just going to swim away. Gotcha. I was like, why are we talking so casually when this yeah, thing is looming over I, us? I, I would not be saying all those things if I thought I was being attacked. So yeah. I also thought it was running away. So okay. that's why right. I was like, <laughs> so it's <was> just me. <laughs> Ronnie is staring at her sword, at the runes, at the runes on her, and just looking very startled. And then it just slowly fades away. Sword goes back to just being a regular sword. Yeah. And then Kirby uh, sees that happening. And he spends a D8 from his doom pool to inflict a complication. Oh. Uh, exhaustion. Oh. Nice. What does that mean? That means anytime exhaustion is uh, working against you and the thing that you're doing, I will roll that against you. Oh. As I previously stated, you know, complications go away uh, when it makes sense or when you actively like make a recovery roll. For this, like, I mean, you just need to get some sleep, so you don't need to roll for sleeping. But yeah, I feel like uh, sometimes I'm, I do. But you know, you could if you want to get rid of that sooner and don't want to like have to sleep to get rid of it you could always just make some sort of roll maybe uh, maybe there's like a like a plant here in the marshes that you chew on that wait, livens you up or something i had turned back to maze and i say um wait a second wasn't that the sword that i got for you yeah i got it for my research and when nothing really came of it i sent message to give it back so I just stole it for you for you to just give it back to her. Well, yeah, but the, the information, did you see what just happened? What 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 she could do with it? Oh, yeah. Cool sword, by the way. So much potential for understanding magic. And by the way, you were amazing, Ronnie. That was. <gasps> I've never done anything like that. Did it look cool? Oh, I only saw murky brown water. I say laying on the ground. Yes. I want to know I was rescued in a cool way. Very cool. She did a, a flip and everything. Awesome. You were very good as well. Are you okay? I wasn't very good. I got owned pretty bad. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be puking up swap water for a week. But you're alive. Yeah, you're right about that. You're definitely right about that. Huh. Ugh. Where did, uh, Fasir and uh, Dugo, I wonder. Are those your companions? Of a sort. They kind of rescued me in the marsh. Again, long story. Did they do that to your leg? I'm going to have to ask how they how they managed that. Well, I think you can uh, probably ask Fasir himself. Uh, hey, Fasir, where'd you go? You call out to the swamps. The massive lamb that you were camping out on, um, the fire has gone out in all the ruckus. The Plot of land has moved further, gaining the marsh here, uh, which is fairly wide open, with the exception of like tall reeds. You don't see Fasir, and you definitely don't see Duke, who is already like a very tall guy. Ooh, well, um, survived. Maybe not, but I guess this is a good time to tell you though that I think I know where some treasure is. Her eyes light up <laughs> very excitedly. I am paid on the contingency of treasure. <laughs> you see, Ronnie hired Michelle to find the sword, and I gave the sword back, and so I hired Michelle to help find more things like the sword. So I guess, would you like to join us? I, I can also pay you as well. How much money do you have? I don't use a lot of it. 
We don't accept IOUs or credit cards. You Do you get paid often? I don't have the best track record of that. <laughs> I won't lie, there is a reason I threatened to beat you guys up earlier. It's usually half the way I get paid. I really do think you should ask for a half up front. Yes. Maybe I should consider an engagement letter or some sort of contract. Learn to read first. But uh, I want my second half before I tell you about the treasure. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Shall we go at least make camp and and rest a bit while we talk payment? Can we not stay nearby the deaf lizard, the deaf leech as I start to get up that almost killed me? Of course. Maze, are you sure you don't want to investigate it? I do. But I will resist for expediency because we do have some some injured. I will refrain from my curiosity at this moment as she like picks up a piece of the bleach. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did I still have that piece of the artifact that Fasir had been showing me or did he take that back? He stuck his hand out to take it back. So I assume because you guys didn't get into a tussle about it that he took it back. Okay, just checking. Unless. They're dead. Unless. I mean, if you want to have retroactively try to sneak that, uh, you're more than I'm welcome happy to, to pay a plot point to make it happen too. We can absolutely do that and you can go ahead and roll for it. Yeah, uh, just pay a plot point. We'll do sort of like flashback to you trying to have done that. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah. Difficulty is at zero. Works for me. So, uh, oh. but yeah, you can still roll hitches. So oh, let's go ahead enough. and roll. Yeah. And so basically what I'm going to say is like, I I like gave it back to him and then like pickpocketed him right after when he wasn't paying attention. Or at least that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. So I got a 13, but I did roll a hitch on a D8. Let me think about this. You take it out. You do still, in fact, have it. And you said you wanted to take it out to show them, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the idea. So, yeah, you produce this uh, fragment of clay pottery with the eye that was previously disguised. The rest of you see, again, that same image. It's that outstretched hand offering up this eye that's, like, floating above this palm. And then a clawed hand reaching out as if to take it. You don't have any of the other context because of, like, how it's fragmented. When you take this out... We see Ronnie's sword begins to vibrate ever so slightly, enough to get your attention, Ronnie. When you take it out of its hilt, even partially, we see that it is very dimly glowing. It's blue. And the piece of pottery in Zakara's hand, the eye specifically, is glowing a blood orange. And we're zooming in on that. Zakar, you can feel the hair on the back of your neck rising, and your vision is starting to cloud here. I'm going to buy that hitch. I'm going to turn around and make it into a complication, but we'll talk about that next session. Zakar was played by JT. Wait a second, wasn't that the sword that I got for you? Ronnie was played by Laura. Ronnie's eyes start glowing blue like the sword and like some of the symbols appear like on her skin, like on her neck maybe. Mies was played by Mo Skell. Very cool. She did a, a flip and everything. And Michelle was played by Kamala. I wasn't very good. I got owned pretty bad. And I'm Kirby. I've been your guide through the Broken Palisades. You can follow the latest with Prime by Cortex by checking out any of the links in the show notes. We'll see you next time.